0: Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto take. Today is Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, BTC is at $44,116.05, up 3.49%. Ethereum at number two, $3,148.72, up 7.65%. Tether at number three, $1. BNB, $429.87, up 6.26%. USD coin, number 5, 99 cents. XRP at number 6, 83 cents, up 4%. Cardano at number 7, $1.10, up 4.62%. Solana at number 8, $103.43, up 6.81%. Avalanche at number 9, $92.94, up 13.86%. And last but not least, number 10, Terra, $56.38, up 4.57%. Let's take a look at the Crypto Fear and Greed Index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So today we got neutral at 51. Yesterday was fear at 46. Last week was neutral at 54. And last month was extreme fear at 22. Let's look at our five articles today. Article number one. So how many damn cryptocurrencies are there? Article two, a different kind of all time high for Bitcoin and why it might matter. Article three, traders save $4,000 Ethereum back on the cards if this bullish chart pattern plays out. Article four, fraudsters are using bots to drain cryptocurrency accounts. And last but not least, the main topic today is MasterCard Expense Consulting with Crypto Dedicated Practices. All right, before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much to all my supporters. Thank you so much for all the messages and the recommendations and all the questions and all the support that you guys have been giving me through the messages. Um, If you can catch me on podcasts, you can catch me at Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're in the YouTube space, like, share, and subscribe. It helps me out greatly. So. Let's get into it. Article number one. So, how many damn cryptocurrencies are there? Gotta cash them all. My daily routine currently looks like this: wake up, brush my teeth, eat breakfast, read about a new metaverse or NFT project, get confused, question my life choices, sleep, repeat. With all the chatter around hyped Web3 projects everywhere you look, from metaverses to NFT marketplaces, it got me thinking: how many cryptocurrencies exist right now? You might already know that besides the OGs, Bitcoin and Ether, several more cryptocurrencies exist. There's not a definitive number, but here are some figures worth considering. Coinbase, one of the biggest exchanges, currently tracks 9,494 currencies. CoinMarketCap, a cryptocurrency price tracking website, shows on top that there are 17,543 cryptocurrencies out there, but lists only 9,358 on its index. Coinbecko, another price tracker, lists 12,563 cryptocurrencies, and Token Sniffer, a hack coin scanning website, has historically detected 1,210,508 tokens. It scans different blockchains to sniff out all new tokens, out of which more than 82,000 basically scams. So how do these trackers even monitor cryptocurrencies? The folks at Coinbecko told me that there are more than 500,000 crypto tokens out there but most of them are out of circulation or simply spam, so they don't need to list them. CoinGecko's product called Gecko Terminal scans different blockchains and exchanges to make sure all coins and their prices are up to date. Plus, all listings are manually vetted, so there are no scam coins listed on the site. CoinMarketCap has a slightly different methodology. It provides a form to community uh, members or project managers to submit a request for their token or currency to be added to the list. The firm checks multiple partners' parameters such as trading volume, community engagement, team, and project longevity. You can check the full listing criteria here. So are all these coins legit? Not really, CoinMarketCap said that it's easy to create a token and list it on centralized exchanges such as SushiSwap, Uniswap, without much effort. If you really want to know how many tokens are added every day, TokenFOMO lists everything deployed in the last 24 hours on major blockchains. For more context, looking at a site like ListingSpy, developers have added more than 50 tokens in just the last 15 days. It's hard to be sure if all those projects and tokens are the real deal. A lot of them have an overall trade volume of just a few hundred dollars. That means that there's hardly any activity and you might want to stay away from that project. Plus, tools like Token Sniffer, BSC Check, Stay Safu, and Dog help you in evaluating the risks of a new token and identify scams. Given the rapid rate of new projects being added on different blockchains, every second it's hard to keep up with the number of cryptocurrencies out there in the wild. So, it's important to research projects and look at resources on trusted exchanges before investing. You wouldn't want your flight to the moon to end in a nasty crash. So, there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? So, how many damn cryptocurrencies are there? Comment down below. Let me know what you guys think. Let's keep going. Article number two a different kind of all-time high for Bitcoin and why it might matter. The Bitcoin network made headlines this week after its hash rate managed to reach a new all-time high of 248.11 million terahashes per second. However, a slight drop was noticed on 14th of February, even so, there was strong support for a continued trend towards accelerated security on the network. A deeper look at the contributing mining pools highlights that the foundry pool has been dominating the hash rate for a while now. It even became the top Bitcoin mining pool in December last year. Interestingly, at the time of writing, it contributed 17.58% of the network's total hash power. It had begun operations in June last year. Foundry's inception can be traced back to China's blanket ban on Bitcoin mining in May last year, the effects of which were far-reaching due to the concentration of mining in the country. One of the biggest consequences was a shifting in mining power to the USA. Companies like Foundry set up their shop in the country's rural pockets, majorly in the states like Georgia and Texas. Other companies have also followed Foundry's model of picking up China's losses, thereby making profits enough to become assets in Valkyrie's new BTC mining ETF. No wonder many firms in the space can't keep their hands off the sector. For instance, Bitfinex and Tether announced their own mining investments recently. Tether and Bitfinex have been investing in Bitcoin mining recently. Our strategy is ensuring enough geographical and political diversity as a priority versus half percent uh, electricity. Cheap electricity can create concentration, good for companies, not necessarily the best for BTC. The mining craze has also been boosted by a positive push from politicians, many of whom have publicly invited the mining industry to set up shop in their state. Inclusive legislation has similarly accompanied this shift, with the Treasury Department recently claiming that crypto miners are not subject to tax reporting obligations. States like Kentucky and Wyoming already offer tax concessions to miners in a bid to attract the profitable industry to their region. In fact, 2021 alone saw a total of 33 states pass bills supporting their cryptocurrency infrastructures, while 17 enacted new laws. USA's mining infrastructure has gotten big enough. Also, Russia has been taking note of it. Positive regulations surrounding the industry are being expected soon. However, this growth spurt has not translated well for miners who, on the contrary, have seen their monthly revenues drop significantly since touching a new high in October 2021. This was around the same time when BTC's price reached its new all-time highs. A fall in adjusted on-chain volume and new addresses joining the network might have contributed to this trend further, which has already been set in motion through the block halving that took place last year. As mine rewards get slashed further due to the halving, security on the network is expected to be insured through the transaction fee. However, this has too gone down significantly over the past year, 93.57% to be precise. Thanks to scaling solutions such as the Lightning Network, consequently, its contribution to mining revenue has also gone down in tandem, further lowering the miners' income. Notably, it is difficult to examine if the increased hash rate will benefit investors. However, one thing can be ascertained, the all-time high hash rate of Bitcoin will definitely have an impact on its price going forward. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? A different kind of all-time high for Bitcoin and why it might matter? Comment down below. Let me know what you think about the hash rate and think about Bitcoin's all-time high in hash rates is a good thing or a bad thing. Okay, article number three. Traders say $4,000 Ethereum back on the cards if this bullish chart pattern plays out. Global tensions that could trigger a correction in markets abound, but traders say ETH's current setup could result in a swift return to the $4,000 level. Global and macroeconomic concerns, ranging from the rising inflation rates in the United States to the prospect of Russia invading Ukraine, continue to spark volatility in financial markets. To the surprise of many analysts, the mood in the cryptocurrency market shifted in a positive direction on February 15th, after Bitcoin climbed to $44,500 and ETH regained support at $3,100. Data from Cointelegraph Market Pro and TradingView shows that after bouncing off a low of $2,826 in the early trading hours of February 15, the price of Ether rallied 11.4% to a daily high of $3,148. Here's a look at what several traders in the market are saying about the recent price action for Ether and what to be on the lookout for in the weeks ahead. Ether is in a heavy resistance zone. The stiff resistance facing Ether was addressed in a tweet by independent market analyst Michael Van de Pop, who posted the following chart outlining the major support and resistance zones for the top altcoin. Van de Pop said, quote, Ethereum, just like Bitcoin, was rejected at a weekly order block and heavy resistance zone, ending up in a red candle for the week. With the uncertainty arising for the coming week, I'm not expecting this to break and expecting lower tests bulls could exploit the inverse head and shoulders pattern. A more positive take on the path ahead was offered by crypto trader and pseudonymous Twitter user, Phoenix, who posted the following chart, providing one possibly trajectory for the price of ether. Quote, we're going to play ether this way, right? Bitcoin and ether have similar daily charts. A final bit of insight into the long-term price structure for Ether was addressed by trader Glenn Goodman, the author of The Crypto Trader. Goodman posted the following charts comparing the formation of an inverse head and shoulders formation on the BTC and Ether charts, noting that the head and shoulders patterns are nearing completion. Goodman said, quote, a couple of worries. The patterns are a bit sloping and... Irregular, and also there's a small matter of Ukraine wars that have a tendency to mess up nice chart patterns. The overall cryptocurrency market cap now stands at 1.978 trillion dollars, and Bitcoin's dominance rate is 42.2 percent. So, there you guys have it. Traders say $4,000 Ethereum back on the cards if this bullish chart pattern plays out. Comment down below, let me know what you guys think. All right. Before we head into the round two of the articles, just want to say thank you so much. I've been looking at the analytics and I've seen a lot of listeners actually listening on Spotify. So thank you so much for all my Spotify listeners. Uh, But if you have friends that have Apple devices, they can also catch me on Apple Podcasts and also on Google Podcasts, which is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. And if you're in the YouTube space, like, share and subscribe. It does help me out greatly. Okay, Let's keep on going. Article number four. Fraudsters are using bots to drain cryptocurrency accounts. Three points in this article. Number one, fraudsters are selling bots on Telegram that are designed to trick investors into divulging their two-factor authentication, leading to accounts being wiped out. Two, crypto investors are being targeted around the country. Three, Dr. Anders Agpar. A Coinbase customer said his account had a balance of more than $100,000 in crypto when it was hacked during a robocall. Dr. Anders Agper was out for dinner last month with his family, and his phone would not stop buzzing. It looked like a robocall, so he tried to ignore it. But the calls would not stop. Then his wife's phone also started to ring. When she picks it up, a banner came across a notification that says, your account's in jeopardy, he said. The warning, which he said was a text message, prompted him to pick up his phone. That was when the couple's nightmare started. It's the kind of nightmare many crypto account holders around the country are facing as hackers target a boom in the industry, cybersecurity experts said. The AgPars, who are both Maryland-based obstetricians, began investing in cryptocurrency several years ago. By December, their account had grown to about $106,000, mainly held in Bitcoin. Like millions of investors across the country, their account is with Coinbase, the country's largest cryptocurrency platform. When Agpar picked up the phone, a female voice said, hello, welcome to Coinbase Security Prevention Line. We have detected unauthorized activity due to failed login attempt on your account. This was requested from a Canada IP address. If this is not you, please press 1. To complete precautions recovering your account, the call lasted just 19 seconds. Alarmed, Agpar pressed 1. He said he cannot remember if he manually entered his two-factor authentication code or if it came up automatically on his screen. But what happened in the moment led to his account being locked in less than two minutes. As Agpar had not regained access, he said he assumes a fraudster stole most of it, not all of the crypto, but he can't be sure. It was just dread and an emptiness of just, oh my gosh, I can't get this back, he said. The AgPars were targeted by a particularly insidious type of fraud that takes advantage of two-factor authentication, or 2FA. People use 2FA, a second level of security that often involves a passcode, to safeguard a range of accounts at crypto exchanges, banks, or anywhere else they carry out digital transactions. But this new type of fraud goes right at the 2FA code, and it uses people's fear of their accounts being hacked against them. In taking action they think they will protect them, they actually expose themselves to the thieves. The fraud tool is called a one-time password or OTP bot. A report produced by Florida-based cybersecurity firm and CNBC contributor Q6Cyber said that the OTP bots are driving substantial losses for financial and other institutions. The damage is hard to quantify now because the bot attacks are relatively new. The bot calls are crafted in a very skillful manner creating a sense of urgency and trust over the phone. The calls rely on fear, convincing the victims to act to avoid fraud in their account, the report said. The scam works in part because victims are used to providing a code for authentication to verify account information. At first listen, the robocalls can sound legitimate, especially if the victim is harried or distracted by other things at the moment the call comes in it's human nature said jessica kelly a q6 cyber analyst who authored the report if you receive a call that tells you someone's trying to sign into your account you're not thinking well i wasn't trying to the bots began showing up for sale on messaging platform telegram last summer kelly identified at least six telegram channels with more than ten thousand subscribers each selling the bots while there is no official estimate on the amount of crypto stolen Kelly said frauds routinely brag on Telegram about how well the bots have worked, netting for each user thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in crypto. The cost of the bots ranges from $100 a month to $4,000 for a lifetime subscription. Before these OTP bots, a cyber criminal would have to make that call himself, Kelly said. They would have to call the victim and try to get them to divulge their personal identifiable information or bank account PIN or their 2FA passcode. And now with these bots, that whole system is just automated and the scalability is that much larger. Once the victim inputs the 2FA code or any other information that they requested, the victim put in their phone, that information gets sent to the bot. Kelly said the bot then automatically sends it to the cyber criminal, who then has access to the victim's account. She said criminals could potentially steal everything because with these transactions, they can do them one after the other until the amount is basically drained. In a statement to CNBC, a Coinbase spokesperson said, Coinbase will never make unsolicited calls to its customers, and we encourage everyone to be cautious when providing information over the phone. If you receive a call from someone claiming to be from a financial institution, whether Coinbase or your bank, do not disclose any of your account details or security codes. Instead, hang up and call them back at an official phone number listed on the organization's website. David Silver, another Coinbase customer, knew the company would not be calling him. He recently received a robocall saying there was a problem with his account. And immediately, it was an electronic voice that told me it was Coinbase Fraud Department, he said. And I immediately turned to the lawyer sitting next to me and said, start videoing. I knew instantaneously what this was and what it was going to be silver knew what the call was about because he is not just a coinbase client he is an attorney who specializes in cryptocurrency and financial fraud cases silver pressed one and found himself on a live call a person got on the line pretending to be a coinbase employee and they immediately started telling me things that i know are in violation of what coinbase would do he said for instance they would never ask for your password they will never try and take over your computer server asked if he could be sent an email verifying that the call was from coinbase the answer was no and their answer was no because there are only certain ways that you can mask the email coming directly from a domain that nowadays the domain carriers such as godaddy google it's very hard to spoof email coming from the domains he said and they weren't willing to send me the email i would say that was my last shred of hope that they were legitimate is what they i asked them to send me the email and they said no after nearly seven minutes, Silver was asked to share his computer screen. He ended the call. I'm not surprised I got the call, but I do question how they had my personal cell phone number and where they're getting that information to tie me Coinbase, he said. Agpar said he wishes he had never answered the phone. To make matters worse, he has been unable to get his account access restored, he said. When CNBC reached out to Coinbase about the Agpar's regaining access to their account, a company spokesperson said the matter was turned over to its security team. Apar said Monday that he had just responded to an email from Coinbase to help restore accounts to his access. Customers around the country said hackers were draining their accounts, but when they turned to Coinbase for any help, they could not get a response. After the story, Coinbase set up a phone support line to help customers, but even that has been fraught with problems. As to what he could have done differently, Apar said, it's simple, not answer the phone. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this article? fraudsters are using bots to drain cryptocurrency accounts comment down below let me know what you think about this article and what are some safeguard uh, practices that you have ensuring that you and your cryptocurrency are safe all right last but not least the main topic today is mastercard expands consulting with crypto dedicated practices MasterCard targets banks and merchants that need help when adopting crypto-enabled technologies and non-fungible tokens. Continuing its goal to pursue a spot with the crypto industry, MasterCard recently announced that the firm is expanding its consulting business with practices that are dedicated to crypto. In the announcement, MasterCard's data and services president, Raj Hadardi, says that the financial institution will continue to help clients navigate the ever-changing world of finance and help them identify challenges and anticipate what is coming next. Over the past 20 years, we've worked with our customers across banking, fintech, retail, travel, and other sectors, helping them understand and navigate every challenge and opportunity thrown their way. The firm's consulting efforts target banks and merchants that need assistance when adopting crypto. This includes helping create crypto-enabled loyalty programs and developing strategies for crypto and NFT integration. Apart from this, Mastercard will use its partnerships with digitally native firms to offer crypto solutions and help businesses enter new markets. Additionally, the Global Financial Institution is also focusing on assisting central banks as they explore the creation of central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. According to Mascard, its testing platform allows central banks to perform research testing the consultation with experts in payment systems, regulation, and governance before launching their CBDCs. In, September, in December 2021, Mastercard's Liza Oaks, Executive Vice President of Market Development, had a chat with Cointelegraph's Editor-in-Chief, Christina Corner at Global Impact Week. According to Oaks, aside from CBDCs, the firm is also looking into stablecoins and how to support their developments. Oaks also recognized that there are security challenges in the realm of NFTs and mentioned that the company is developing solutions for this. Last month, MasterCard partnered with Coinbase to allow non-crypto users to be able to purchase NFTs with their credit cards, without setting up a wallet and buying Ethereum. With this, purchasing NFTs in the Coinbase NFT marketplace is simplified for crypto beginners who want to use their fiat. So there you guys have it. MasterCard is in play. What do you guys think about this article? MasterCard expands in consulting with crypto dedicated practices. Comment down below let me know what you guys think. All right, before we head out, let's take a look at the prices one last time. At number one, BTC, $44,116. Ethereum, $3,148. Tether, $1. BNB, $429. USD coin, $0.99. Cents. XRP, $0.83. Cents. Cardano, $1.10. Solana, $103. Avalanche, $92. And Terra, So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the Crypto Take uh, podcast and video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. You can catch me on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're in a YouTube space, like, share, comment, and subscribe. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great crypto day and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.